welcome back to Seattle. Oh. Yeah. Yes, welcome, yes, Greg. welcome, friends, comrades, everyone, to our final episode of this podcast. Because everybody, it's with great reluctance that I say to you tonight: Seattle is good. <laughs> uh, wait, excuse me. <laughs> That's this... what we would have said. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's some sort show. of alternate reality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that, that was the bit I was planning uh, yeah, to that... end this podcast. Regrettably, now we must continue on two fucking hours of content a week forever. <laughs> uh, this, <laughs> I've been dreaming of killing yeah. this thing. Wow. Uh, That's on you, listeners. For now. <laughs> Yeah, if you guys had done what I told you to, did what I did, and voted illegally in every district, <laughs> you thought I was we so... would have pulled it out, and this boat would be on fire right now, and you wouldn't have to listen to any of us because we'd right. be sinking to the bottom of the uh, marina here. As but... an ally, I will be unsubscribing from the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> you all thought I was so invested in the Sean Scott race because I, you know, believed in uh, Sean's message and what people were doing. No, I just wanted this to end. Just this this weekly grind that will never stop. I just wanted it to be over because I wanted Seattle to be good. So. Well, lucky for, lucky for you, <laughs> this city remains on brand. <laughs> Welcome back to Seattle Sucks, a podcast about hating. Um... <laughs> Oh yeah, the End city, the city we love. This, I guess. Oh, the city we love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so as you as you already know, this is after the uh, the initial results of the general election, and we were just going to talk about all the great stuff that <laughs> all that, the hits that happened on Tuesday. <laughs> um, and I think we wanted to start with our good friend, the uh, chair stealing. We haven't introduced Ramp Scallion. Okay, yeah, you're right. We have a guest. I'm sorry. I'm a little rusty. Um, it's you're me. Calling. I'm calling. I'm calling, I think. <laughs> I think I'm calling. Greg is here. Yeah, Brian is here. And our good buddy, Bjorn, a.k.a. Flexer, back on the boat. Howdy, guys. Friend of the boat. Friend, Friend, of, the Friend boat. of the boat. Yep, Colin's been out at sea. He's got the sea madness. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Like, you guys are so dour, but I've just been... I've been on cloud nine because I got to play Diablo 4. <laughs> Like the future is fucking bright. I don't. I don't know what you guys are. Oh God, that's. R- oh God, I'd forgotten where you've been. I have such sights to show oh you. Oh my God, Colin has been in I was Los in Angeles. I was immersed in culture. City of Angels. At. I almost can't say it. BlizzCon. That's right. You said it. You did it, <laughs> Colin. Uh, were you there oh opposing uh, the Hong Kong protests? No, I was, you're holding up your China's <laughs> right sign. Is that why you got to play Diablo Four? Uh, I was not doing that, though. Maybe I should have. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> That's how you get the best games. Yeah, <laughs> you wait in line to play the best games. Um, yeah, but uh, we're back to do some bad, awful recap of the horrible, no good general election. Yeah, fuck it. Um, yeah, and to be clear, I mean, this is Wednesday, so I guess ballots are still coming in. That's true. And but, the, uh, the Wednesday drop, but that's it. Yeah, and the two critical elections, or two critical, you know, uh, seats, it uh, does not look good. Right. Jim Pugil, we're still holding out. Yeah, yeah Heidi Wills. <laughs> yeah. Still holding out for Heidi Wills over here. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, we 
called Brian and I called into Better Left Cast's uh, live stream last night. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of you heard that. We were at uh, Sean Scott's party. Uh, the vibe was uh, tense, uh, uh, dispirited, um, but some, you know, still sort of uh, uh, it, comradely. I don't know. Cordial. Uh, yeah, not in the alley where me and Greg were. We cleared that alley. No, out there were some people our, like. Is that where like, you took the call? There yeah, were people like sort of had gone to like the alley to cry or yeah. something and to find like a safe spot yeah. to have like, like be their alone or like emotions. hug someone like in the dark. And we came out there and called and just started screaming yeah, profanity. You were like clapping your hands, I think, weren't you? No, I, I kept oh, hearing. Something. What do you want to bet it was the handling noise on the phone, Colin? Oh, back up, boys. So, what time of the night is this? Just so we can paint the scene. It's like eight thirty. Eight thirty. Eight thirty. Okay. Eight thirty-five. Yeah, it was, so. a, it was a little. Late. Yeah, I think I think I got there like just before then. I didn't, and I was surprised how many people there. I for some reason I thought that the election results would drop a little later, so I took my time to charge my phone and got there about like eight fifteen, eight twenty. It was packed to the gills. I brought my backpack for some reason. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, Bjorn, I'll tell you for a fact, you got there right before me and Greg left because okay. you handed me your backpack. Yeah, I'm like, I where should gonna... I? Could you put this in your car? And I was like, no, it's too far away, but I'll put it right here in the seat <laughs> and I'll watch it for you. It didn't get stolen, you... though. And so literally, moments good. later, I decided to watch it for you. I left with Greg and went to the alley. <laughs> well, you know, I realized it was, it was a testament to the comradely environment that my MacBook did not get stolen. And I grew comfortable with that over the course of the night. As I left pretty soon after that, too, because I realized I hadn't eaten. And I ran down to the Roosevelt Shell Station. Nice. I completely, in like, I completely ignored an open Taco Del Mar on the way. <laughs> that was the right that's, move. That's that the was the right, right move. move. We don't have time to get into yeah, that um, was the right move. Uh, this podcast position on Taco Del, Del Mar. So please continue your story. But uh, yeah, so I wolfed down a microwaved Hot Pocket from the Shell Station so I could come back and drink. And I started drinking. Yeah, well, and, uh, yeah. If there were people. The place was fucking packed, and yet people were ordering like whole plates of food, and the servers are just like, the "Get the tots? fuck out yeah. of my way! I have hot food here." It was insane. Yeah. I, like a sane person, went to the fucking grocery store and ate before I I got there. Now, I mean, Election like uh, credit to those servers. I mean, no, yeah, they were the they were on fire. Lord's work out there. I heard him when I was at the bar waiting to get a drink. I was right by where the little servers busters area was, and the one guy was yelling at the cook. We're over capacity. I don't know why. We're letting people in. We should throw people. <laughs> and Adam's just like, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was bedlam. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I guess think I tipped well though. I mean, socialists should tip well. Yeah, Hope, yeah. Hopefully yeah. they did did they well. Motherfuckers yeah. better at tipped well. Yeah. Seriously. If you work at the Westie and are listening to this, uh, let us know how the tip. Yeah, is. yeah. How was the tip situation? Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess uh, we should get into it then. The Yes. Uh, <clears throat> well, yeah. I, th- I think the first thing that we wanted to cover uh, is the the initiative I nine seven six. I believe that yeah. that th- okay. those were the numerals, which is all otherwise known as the thirty dollar tabs initiative. And uh, you can guess who that's from if you don't already know. It's our favorite libertarian guy. I I don't even know what to call him at this point. Tim Iman. Uh, yep. Yeah. Honestly, like uh, <clears throat> Tim Iman had me on the side for a little bit when he stole that chair from the Office Depot. <laughs> I was like, maybe me and Tim Iman do have something in common. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, now he's back in the shit list. Well, he just broke bad. I think. Yeah. I want to start happened. my own like initiative to have the death penalty exclusively for chair theft. <laughs> <laughs> and retroactively charge Tim Iman. No, see that that is a good crime that more people should commit. No, no, we'll repeal it immediately after Tim Iman's executed. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you could be you could bring it down to the exact. 
model number and like limit it to. Well, you know, I mean, we can workshop it. <laughs> Something is. It looks like it's going to pass. This is a yeah an initiative. Uh, we've we have seen this movie before. Yeah, this is not his first thirty dollar tab initiative. It's, so it's in fact, it's, it's third. Passed twice before as well. Yeah, and each time has been. Uh, first in what two thousand two or was ninety nine? Like, yeah, it was, it was earlier. It was earlier. Um, yeah. And then uh, struck down by the courts after long battles. So I, I have not researched this. Is all I'm guessing there. Mu- this must be yet new language that different in some way from the original, the last ones. But I mean, probably someone will find some way to strike it down. Maybe you know. Well, yeah, the city and the county are. On the case, literally, uh, as of this afternoon, it sounded like. But um, I'm not sure what the legal language was either. But specifically what this would do is it would uh, cap car tabs for vehicles under 10,000 pounds at $30. Your base tax rate on your vehicle would be based on Kelly Blue Book, which is that that is just like, you know, again, like a libertarian's wet dream. Um, And then finally, the weirdest provision is that it would remove taxing authority from regional regional transit authorities like Sound Transit, uh, yeah. which is the one that really, um, yeah, really was uh, frustrating for a lot of voters. Um, yeah, to I, hear. I mean, yeah, because basically, like the state got to vote on whether Sound Transit could raise money in its own, yeah, you know, three county district. Yep. Yeah, so cool, cool that all the other counties got to have a say in that business. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, I, and in Crosscut today, they had the uh, Department of Transportation head in Washington. Basically, he was like, "Yeah, this, this is a sinking ship. Like, we're just yeah. going to start cutting things, but basically, like, we're not going to have transit in ten years." Yeah, this right. Is, yeah, he said like, it set us back apocalypse. ten years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I mean, hmm. you know, uh, it didn't succeed the last two times. Ultimately, um, though, I think I want to say it. They it was. It was uh, enforced for a couple of years. It yeah, I, th- I thought it was. One. I thought it was too. Yeah, um, before finally being overturned. But um, you know, but like you were saying, Brian, it's like you know, maybe he's hoping just for a better judge. You know? Yeah, I mean that's the problem. It's like if you keep fighting it in court, just means that you're gonna, ha- you know, you're counting on a judge who's usually the dumbest but also richest person you've ever met to, you know, agree <laughs> that a regressive tax is bad or that a flat tax is bad. I mean. Yeah. You know, he's going to win that eventually. Like, yeah. he keeps rolling that dice. He's going to win that one. And we're going to be really fucked. And, you know, I mean, the big problem is, is that, you know, it's it's the situation. There's a situation that the state puts itself in, right? So, yeah. you know, by having the most regressive tax structure in the country, it makes these things, you know, the car tabs are, you know, a progressive tax, right? You know, the more expensive your car is, the higher your car tab is and everything like that. But... It makes those progressive taxes like an easy target for people, you know, ghouls like Tim Iman, because people are fucking overtaxed in this state. Right. You know, by yeah. not charging corporations any amount of taxes, by not charging rich people any amount of taxes, we have to rely on car tabs. And it makes it easy for, like, like I said, a ghoul like Tim Iman to easily get this stuff jammed through. Right. And because, um, so not only do people feel the taxes, because our taxes are so regressive, I mean, that's what it means. This is just saying the same thing. People, everyone feels their taxes really hard in this state. Um, But also, it means, you know, at every level of government in the state, like everywhere in America to some extent, we just have a uniquely bad situation here with the way we uh, get revenue. But everything is squeezed, right? This is austerity, you know? Like, so everything is 
just on the edge of collapse. The, everything is about like, oh, well, how do we spend money most efficiently? Like, what do we cut? Like, at every level of government for decades. So, it's pretty artificial austerity and it's what a rich yeah. state we are. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think the King <coughs> County alone has like six or seven billionaires yeah, in it. I mean, exactly. it's absurd. Like, it's insane. But, but, yeah. but by attacking this um, easily, again, easily... Uh, by through the initiative process, by appealing to this very understandable, easy thing that everyone's yeah. like, yeah, I'd love to only pay thirty dollars. You know, hello, working class people, it like does materially affect yeah, them. Absolutely. And, like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And especially if you live in like a shitty suburb or rural Washington where everything is geared around cars, as is like most of this entire country, except for a few East Coast cities. Yeah, it's like yeah, where yeah, it's it's, re it's relatable to you, and you've never known effective transit, and so huge, it doesn't matter to you. Yeah, and a huge part of your like a ridiculous proportion of your income actually goes into your stupid fucking car yeah. right oh, and yeah. then you're taxed at that level but the thing is because we're so strapped for revenue at every level when you get rid of something like this that's easy that is easy to put in this initiative form to the people and easy to get past you can take a big fucking swipe at the revenue and if that's your goal if further austerity is your goal if it's, yeah. if your goal is to shrink government then this is a perfect tactic because, I mean, that, that's it. They're gonna have if this if this stands, they're just gonna have to fucking cut, yeah. you know, ev all transit basically. Well, I mean, you know, the the austerity plan, right, is that you, you know, you find some you know public sector good, right? You immediately work to start choking off the funding to it. Then you tell the people who are now like struggling because their funding's been choked off in that public sector, like, oh, now I also want you to engage in public-private partnerships to, you know, so they can be run more efficiently. Which of course means that all the money now, the few, the little dollars that are going there are now just getting stolen. So Plus every rich people, yes, yeah, so everybody who fucking watches this now is like, oh, the state can't run transit or the city can't run transit anyways or sound transit, you know. So the people like lose faith in the public institution, and then you come around and tell them, yeah, look, the government can't run shit. We should cut it further, right? And then you cut yeah. it further, right? I mean. I mean, this is the game they've been playing with education now for years. But I mean, well, for, this with is, everything. This, yeah, since, that's how you get rid of apartments. I mean, this is austerity, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, you know, for people in like Snohomish who are part of the sound transit section, like they probably have a point. Like, yeah, like light rail is probably never getting out there. And like, like they are going to be left out of a lot of these like transit solutions. Uh, probably nuking the entire transit system isn't, you know, a good <laughs> solution. But, uh, you know, I mean, they have a point. But that's you know that this is how austerity works, right? Well, yeah. as as a YouTube commenter, Demon Rats, <laughs> is pointing out on this on this video I've been looking at about the initiative. Can we get a thirty dollar car tab to ask to prevent all the syringes, homeless crime, and poop that is Seattle? Uh, yeah, oh, well yeah. said. Yeah, well said. <laughs> it's time so, somebody I mean, asked that question. <laughs> I mean, like this, this is a level of discourse that we're dealing with, I guess. Oh, yeah. when well, it, comes it sounds to... like that guy wants to raise taxes to pay for services. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. You have a, you have an additional thirty dollar car tab, the yeah. demon rats tab. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you're totally right in like pointing this out is that like most people aren't having this conversation on the like wonk level of where the. I mean, this again is why austerity works so well is because people aren't having these like in-depth conversations about like where the money goes, how's it blah, 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 right? Because they have real fucking lives and they don't think about this kind of stuff. Yeah. So instead they engage with these proposals on these like insane levels. So you had all these people in Eastern Washington who were like, yeah, we're tired of paying for Seattle transit. It's like, yeah, you never have. <laughs> like, like you've not you've not paid one dollar <laughs> in Seattle Transit. What are you talking about? You know, like this literally is gonna defund your county, right? Like not Seattle. Um 
but you know that that's the level of engagement right because we don't actually have like political conversations right yeah but. yeah and i think there's consistency between the like centrist establishment dems and the right that there is an efficiency and mm-hmm. these things aren't running how they should run and so there's nobody saying, well, we need this because we have to have it. Or there yeah. are very few people. Yeah, they have a general agreement that this is really about turning knobs and pushing buttons. Right, right. As opposed to coming out and having an actual political battle yeah. strongly saying, like, uh, actually, transportation's a right. It yeah. should be free. Exactly. You know, or, uh, you know, we're actually killing ourselves right now. Yeah. We have to stop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, the, but nobody will have that that debate, right? Because they want to keep it on a level that, you know, allows uh, wealthy people to keep raking in money. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's one of the things that pisses me off the most about the more I think about it is the climate change angle in transit because it's I mean it's discussed in lefty circles but it's really an underrated aspect of combating climate change absolutely in a, and like that's a that's one of the things that I think like if you look like if you look at China even for example like say what you will about their political system but the fact that they're putting in like miles and miles of rail mm-hmm. in it, that in of itself is the kind is a much bigger contribution to combating climate change than any like plastic straw brand and we need something at that level in this country if we're serious about it. And it's just not going to fucking happen in this political system. Well, it's yeah. interesting. Like, yeah, it's totally. That yeah, too, totally. Because car tabs are basically, that tax is basically a toll on use of mm. the roads, right? Mm. And it's a vaguely progressive one, which, because it's based on the value of the car, mm. but, you know, that, it does sort of in a way play into like a liberal view of how to um, influence the market. You yeah. know, if for, you can see it being used um you know, taxes on, I mean, this, this is how we use, the, the other toll you pay to drive a vehicle is, is gas taxes. Right. Um, and this is, you know, in there's a liberal narrative that says, actually, we should make this stuff more expensive to influence the market, to incentivize people to, I guess, kill themselves <laughs> instead of going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's obviously stupid. Um, there are not, like, market incentive solutions to this. But also, I yeah, we shouldn't have fucking tolls on things that people need to yeah. do because we should just uh, kill billionaires, take their money, and pay for it that way. So. Yeah, well, and instead of having these dumbass wonk conversations about like, well, if the money goes here, <laughs> if we turn this dial, we need to have the actual serious conversations Bjorn's actually like talking about. Of, like, well, it's like, yeah, like, but I mean, again, like, what am I going to do? How are like, we not going to kill ourselves in 30 years? Yeah, like, you know? I, mean, it, I mean, it's going to come a reckoning point at some point, probably, but like, I don't know. Like, I always get this impulse with like shitty election results, especially now because I was actually involved in Sean's campaign and it's like, uh, it moves me more personally, but like, yeah, as a, as a leftist and like knowing the history of your politics, you do kind of want to flip the table over when an election goes really shittily, and it's just it, f- it feels like intellectually insulting to be having like debates about uh, debates about funding like a quarter of a rail project that'll be done when I'm 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like it just makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, if it makes you feel better, we'll be dead, Bjorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but that is the joke of this whole thing. Like, people are gnashing their teeth about this, this thing. This horrible man has come in and conned the voters of Washington State into repealing this tax. But it's like, yeah, it fucking makes sense. I mean, it's not. It, it that tax is not the solution to anything. The car tabs, like, it does not yeah. raise enough revenue, and it doesn't yeah. raise it yeah. anywhere near progressively enough. And I can't even argue with those people to an extent because, like, like if your whole issue is just like, ah, oh, I hate these taxes; it costs too much. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Like, and I, I just sound like a fucking nerd if I'm explaining this stuff to you. Yeah. And you don't well, care. You know, in fact, I'm, I'm going to say actually, like, sucks. <laughs> I bet someone smart could actually break down the math. And this is a, it's a regressive tax, okay? Because again, like 
a poor person is spending so much mm-hmm. on, of a proportion of their wealth and income on a fucking vehicle that it's like it's still fucking nothing to rich people who aren't spending of course like who aren't generally licensing something worth 10,000 times the price of a fucking like yeah. civic you the, know the 90 some odd dollars i pay for the tabs for my Honda civic is a significantly higher burden on me than the $300 the, yeah, exactly. that some asshole's paying on his Range Rover in Bellevue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it, no, I mean, it's trash. Like, I mean, that's the problem with all this shit is that you get stuck in the weeds defending what is, you know, stuff that also sucks. Yeah. When, and I think, for me, I mean, I think the answer always, you know, is that we have these conversations with people to be like, yeah, dude, you are overtaxed. You know who isn't? Fucking every, you know, billionaire. Say the fucking true, companies yeah. that like leech off you. Your boss, your boss specifically is not taxed fucking enough. You so know? I'm coming out. I'm yeah. pro Iman now. I'm great. <laughs> yeah, let's, we're fine. Guys, let's, let's, let's all go to the office depot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's, put, <laughs> let's put it all. Let's repeal all these bullshit nickel and dime regressive taxes. Uh, I, let's, let's you know, make common cause with this, this weirdo. And until... Um, it, it, from an we, accelerationist standpoint, you yeah, mean? yeah. Tim Iman's actually uh, anarchist. <laughs> no, I think you have to. I think you have to present like <laughs> a full program. You have to present a full program that says, "Yeah, we we get rid of these and we replace it with right. an extremely robust, mm-hmm. profoundly tax. progressive state income tax." You could probably do that, like easily too. And then, that's the thing is like, uh, like I, Tim Iman obviously is like sunk a lot of his time and money into opposing an income tax as well. So it's like, yeah, obviously, yeah. obviously like, he doesn't fucking care. He's just ideologically opposed to taxes. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like a rich guy. Just fucking stupid. Money. But yeah, yeah, yeah this uh, is his hobby. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, but yeah, like I think you could, we probably could make that argument with like a normal person. If you had enough time, it's just, it's so depressing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, you, it's it's honestly Tim Iman. It's disgusting that you know, and morally repugnant that he is so well off that he can spend what is now three decades of his life <laughs> basically just trying to lower his tax rate another like one percent. <laughs> yeah. You know, Didn't, that's fucking to go down in history for lowering his yeah. tax rate. Unbelievable. Didn't he like? do one non-tax related thing that was about like uh he's also like, anti-affirmative action. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah, 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 yeah. He occasionally go. Yeah, he'll occasionally stray from taxes to like. Make it harder for gay people and people of color to get jobs. Well, so it's funny you awesome. bring that up because that's yeah. what the referendum was related to. It was a yeah. Tim Iman initiative. Yeah. Oh, the other one? Yes, it was related to a Tim Iman oh, initiative. Of course. I, yeah. uh, wait, how is that one doing? I, uh, that one uh, was repealed, I believe. Or, well, well, that one was uh, really basically the vote was to one. repeal affirmative yeah. action, and I think it was that they voted yes on doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, to outlaw affirmative action yeah, by yeah. Uh, state agencies. Yeah. To be clear. <laughs> <laughs> what went through was no on affirmative action. Yeah. This, yes. is like, this is a great day for like your like big brain like white cousin that watches <laughs> South Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And is like, all about it. Yeah. yeah. The giant brain meme on, <laughs> yeah. on Twitter. He's not racist. He just like voted for both of these Tim Iman related things the wrong way. And <laughs> well, you know, in case you hadn't gathered yet, the news is bad. We're gonna get into the city council races here. I think you know one thing that. Whatever people have, people have had a lot of takes, but I think there's been a lot of sort of a hopeful thing I could get behind is people saying like, well, okay, we need to like keep this momentum and put energy into something. Of course, that's shit people say all the time when sure. this shit goes down. I think we, if we wanted to start naming that something, I would say um, a real good candidate should be a Washington State constitutional amendment to make uh, not only <laughs> to make Tim Iman get pants to no, to not not only remove the uh, prohibitions on income tax, but to uh, 
make them constitutionally mandatory. <laughs> throw, rent, <laughs> throw rent control in there too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, what you know? But like that, because we got to go back to the beginning. I think it, none of this fucking matters until you take their money away and you give it to yeah, everybody else. else. Yeah. Like power needs to sh- change hands. So that oh. if you're wondering like what needs to go, that's the only that's the only power aside from like you know. Uh, violent revolution it's gonna yeah. be that's what we've got is taxation and we don't have it right now in the state well i'm part of the tim Iman bakuninist bomb squad so <laughs> we're all getting tattoos later <laughs> but maybe before we get into that hot take we should uh yeah. uh maybe go over a little bit of what happened on election night which uh, Colin, do you have results up or anything it doesn't really matter i, I do the no, point is is um, that uh sean scott's down 16 points which is bad yeah, uh, Shamas down eight points currently, which is bad. Yeah, um, but it is around the margin uh, well, in twenty thirteen that she came back from. Yeah, so, so basically, yeah. so Friday we'll know. Yeah, that. so the you know the results came in, and I mean the narrative has been the smart money is all said because of past performance in this town, and this is generally true everywhere in America, but in this town especially, late ballots. I'm sure you've heard this a million times. Tend to break pretty heavily left. Uh, still, the initial results were not what we were ex- hoping for. It was not what anyone's no. dream. I was, I was very prepared for these candidates to be down on election night, but mm-hmm. kind of, you know, a lot. Now, the to the Wednesday drop came in. I've got those numbers up from King County, and that, if I'm reading this right, brings Shama uh, within seven points and Sean within. 15 to 15 or close to that um so you know close by a point today um you know we can absolutely expect those races to get closer but and like colin was saying um in district three uh it's a margin that shama has closed before uh in the with the late ballots um it's happened so it, it would seem to be like the basic common wisdom would be that that's it's on the outside of her chances that's, right it's yeah it, she mm. could come through in that race with a squeaker so i yeah. remain optimistic because who knows maybe you know we don't know this was a different race than there's been in the past too so we don't know how that breaks really actually this could be different in a lot of ways so who knows she can make up 10 points from election night that's that's a real fucking long shot because that's a lot mm. but you know it, that's who's vote. That's who votes late. Everyone so, like send a love bomb to Shama and Sean's campaign right yeah, now. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's let's get those late voter numbers in. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know everybody that worked on those campaigns too. If you know any of those people, uh, you know, say what's up to them. <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah. It was definitely not obviously what they were hoping for. And uh, yeah, it's 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 bad. I mean, these and are these all, are both like it's a long shot and an extreme long shot. They're, that's, yeah. uh, they're really dedicated people and uh, some really good people. Yeah. No, I. I I worked on Sean. I made and maintained Sean's website for the campaign, and I watched it uh, basically from last year, like go from just one press release and just like bit by bit, it had become a thing where I would see posters all around my neighborhood, and just I met so many like amazing people who would come, came from like student backgrounds or years of organizing to come and work on his campaign. It was really a beautiful thing to see everything come together, and I only wish I'd been more involved, honestly. Yeah, I I also, you know, I've been just not volunteering, knocking doors for the Sean Scott campaign. So I've gotten to know the crazy kids who ran that operation a little bit. And they're all super, like, dedicated, but, like, just really impressive fucking people. 
um, who just gave like everything to do this. And I think they did, it, you know, the things to be they're, they're They should be proud. Because yeah, definitely. They Sean and they ran like a just a fucking wild campaign. Like, oh, yeah, the actually this is you know this is why we're so emotionally invested in this and so excited about it and hopeful because sean scott uh came out and said you know things that were bold he had a vision for the future of this town on a lot of subjects he you know that this is what you know this is what we all wanted to see on the council and that's why this is hard. This is a hard result to uh to swallow but yeah and if we could like sit on district four for a second i mean yeah, I think what you saw was so unique in the fact that, yeah, that one, the person running, yeah, had like any amount of bold vision, right? Yeah. Uh, the fact that he was... A point-by-point point point plan for this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and for like a city council candidate, too, is like pretty uniquely uh, uh, charismatic, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And, he's a, he's a good know. guy, like... Yeah, like the second you meet him, like you, you feel like you have confidence, right? You know, oh, or yeah, whatever, right? You know, way, I felt like yeah. I knew a celebrity. Like I would, talk, I would hear like random other friends I'd know from like a music scene or just like daily life and like... You hear about Sean Scott. It's like, oh yeah, I know, like I work on his site. Like he's a good guy. It's like, oh yeah, I think I saw him the other day. He was riding a line bike. Like, he's just like, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just your friend. He's a friendly guy in the neighborhood, and he's at least he's just yeah. really fucking smart. Oh yeah, so, and like when you talk to him, like not only yeah. do you feel like, oh, I have confidence in like it's, Sean's ability, but like he makes you feel like you know he has confidence in you or something, right? You know, like yeah, yeah. you feel good being around him. Or, I mean, that's like a unique. It feature is. though, yeah, totally. absolutely. Nobody feels good well, being around me. That's pretty unique. But you combine that with. Mm-hmm. A program with yeah. a seriously yeah. old fucking program um, yeah. from everything from, you know, Green New Deal, the Green New Deal, fair tax code, fucking police abolition, making the and city more the real shit accessible and equitable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Real shit about, you know, actually he led on building public housing, like something yeah. this country yeah. fucking like dynamited in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that thing that also that you hear so much from conservatives and liberals alike is yeah. impossible to do, right? And I, I yeah. think that's the thing about Sean was that he was not engaging in this dead-end sort of neoliberal language of the impossible, like, oh, we yeah. can't do that, we can't do that. And I mean, the other thing that was unique about him was that he had this, you know, movement of people behind him willing to do the hard work of getting somebody who doesn't have a ton of Amazon money behind them elected, which is knocking on doors, all that kind of stuff. Now, the sad part is on the other side of that ballot, right, you have a literal photo stock image of some guy yeah. taken, cut out of an ad. Yeah. Never shows up for anything. Didn't even have a fucking election night party because I'm not convinced he's an actual human being. So yeah. he literally was. like, It was the Buster Blue strategy. Don't appear in public. Don't talk to anybody. Uh, just stay home. Let us spend money on your behalf. And so he was just a stack of you know, corporate money. Right. You know, from Tim Burgess's pack, from Amazon, from everybody. Right. Yeah. And it turns out that when you have a uniquely charismatic candidate with this whole network of people behind him helping to run his campaign uh, with this like bold vision of the future versus a stack of money. Yeah. I guess it turns out the stack of money wins. And I guess we found out exactly what a council seat costs. Right. (laughs) I mean, because that's what's really worrying me because yeah. it's like it's not necessarily like we've seen Shama pull it out like a couple times there, and I'm like I'm hoping, but if like if both of them, if if neither if neither Shama nor Sean gets through, I, I'm I'm gonna be pretty fucking demoralized for a little bit. Yeah. I have to figure out what to do with myself, but because it just feels because like, it's just kind of at least like 
having one socialist on the council and like trying to find like another one on you, you had a, at a rock like okay this is possible but yeah if like if both of them are gone then it's just like okay yeah i guess they can just buy an election fuck it yeah yeah, yeah. and i mean i honestly like if sean had lost to like ari hoffman it would honestly feel better because I'd be like, well, at least Ari Hoffman is out doing work and has like a vision, yeah. right? Like, at, at least I can understand why the fuck people voted for him. It's because they're awful. <laughs> Whereas this, it literally is just like, no, he's random against a stack of cash. And apparently, you know, a stack of corporate money is this siren call to all the like, you know, millionaire homeowners like small and fucking people, district yeah. board, small business people, and they just flock to it. And well, uh, I think that was real quick. What fuck we found you out. to like anyone that like runs a sort of cool business on the Ave that had an Alex Peterson sign. Like, oh, fuck that. Like uh, fuck. I, Jane, sorry. I mean, I should. I'm not going to go into it. I'm just, it pisses me off as I live in the U district, and like, I, I I see those signs every day, and like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure some people just like. Just vote based on like, oh, you see a sign and then it says yeah. semi-reasonable well, shit. Well, that's that's the thing. And it's just like it's that was always their campaign from the beginning was petty bourgeois nonsense. Just be totally. the kind of default candidate for people who aren't paying attention, who are just mm -hmm. you know comfortable white homeowners who are get their ballot and their King County voter guide and just uh, go, huh? This one looks normal. Mm -hmm. You know, this one sounds like you know uh bland uh, that's i guess this is the thing i do i check this box here and you know that what's i know that's the case because if you did actually talk to these people on mm. their doorstep people who days before the election had no fucking idea who was running and were like oh yeah i have my ballot i'm gonna look at it someday <laughs> cool and, um and they're in their fucking mansions in like you know uh roosevelt um real fucking easy to convince them that mm -hmm. Pearson was a shit stain and that uh, Sean Scott was like a uniquely serious and inspiring candidate who had like was willing to talk about things in a way that wasn't the same bullshit that you hear from uh, neoliberal politicians generally. And it's pretty easy to sell, honestly. It's just it's, it's turning apathy easy. into like caring about something, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's so many knocks against... you to why you shouldn't be apathetic. That's the argument. You, there, I feel like there's not many people except for, like, small business tyrants and, like, personal friends of Alex Peterson that were really that passionate about Alex Peterson. No, no. Yeah, how, uh, I mean, how could you be, really? Wonk nerds. Um, like, I ran into a canvasser of his and his his um, field director out in Roosevelt. I knocked on the canvasser's door <laughs> as the field director was coming up, and I got into it with them on the doorstep. I was like, mm -hmm. come on, guys, tell me why Peterson. And they're like, mm -hmm. we don't want to do this, but I baited them into <laughs> we it don't anyway. Do <laughs> yeah, they're, oh, they're such fucking losers. And I, it was so funny. They're like, well, you know what? We just Nothing for my kids, man. All they had is the, their lame ass talking points of like, oh, well, we just, it's really important. We need someone who can actually get something done. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, I I'd actually that. like to get this, 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 and this, 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 this done. And their comeback was they started talking about Shama. And I'm like, yeah, yeah she's great. What? So yeah, yeah, like, we all agree. how she wasn't like willing. She had the the state legislator was legislature was there waiting for her to come and like Friends parlay with still them, and to she just wasn't doing it. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck are you even talking about? They don't yeah. know. They don't know what they're talking yeah. about. And and it's like they, that's the case. They, they they had nothing. They had nothing. It was so easy. But you know, um, that's how many people are just like you know they knocked this campaign in the general knocked on fucking sixty thousand doors yeah you know but you can't most people aren't fucking home right so you drop your lit and 
that's what yeah. you get in the end. Um, well, and I think too, uh, you know, Alex Peterson was always going to get the support, even though he would never show up on any of it of like the TV news or whatever, which yeah. is much oh, much yeah. more likely to the get times. at home, yeah. the Times, etc. Right. And I think it shows the sort of array of forces stacked against these candidates, right? That, uh, you know, even uh, the stranger managed to backdoor itself into an Egan O'Ryan endorsement over Sawant, right? That, you know, it's it's this That's sort of, yeah, yeah, it's this sort of uphill slog for all these candidates. And I think, you know, when I, when I bring up the point of like, uh, it was a stack of money against a real candidate and a stack of money won is... Uh, you know, when you're playing this game that's set up by, you know, those in power by the capitalist class, right, you shouldn't be shocked when they're able to win it, right? Yeah. When they, you know, when they yeah, set yeah. the rules that they're able to win. And uh, it's a game that is largely based on money and media access. Yeah. Well, and traditionally in political science, like, that's how you determine who wins elections. You don't look at ground game or anything like that. You just look at who spent the most money and who has the most media access. Yeah. Media access. And they, that person will win. Yeah. Well, and, that, uh, that's the context that we should... If you're going to sit back now and try and analyze, you know, these results coming in, this that's the context mm -hmm. that you need to bring to this. That we live in a capitalist society, meaning mm -hmm. capital has the power and the priorities of our society benefit them, okay? And so if electoral power is going to be anything, if electoralism is a goal of any kind, it can only be to use our bizarre and stupid democratic processes to wrest some kind of power yeah. from that capital class and if and that that's the context the game it's rigged like we already have this isn't some balanced thing that we're trying to like tip to one side or the other we live in a totally capital dominated society and that is incredibly true of this city uh and so you know that's i think when we woke up this morning um, and got on Twitter, you know, uh, we're kind of just became confused as to um, some of the takes out there. Uh, and I'm, I kind of just want to break down, like, ones. Th there's just a lot of, like, we'll Zen... We'll some names the, yeah. out of it, but yeah. yeah there's just a lot that. of, like, Zen Seattle takes, like, that somehow want to have a positive spin on this, like, losing is winning, basically. Yeah. And, I mean, that... They wouldn't represent it that way. And I will get into some specifics, actually. But I think there's, like, basically two two narratives that I find really weird. And the first is, like, adding up the the horse race of, like, who's on the council now. Um, you know, we didn't even go over the rest of it. It looks like in District 1, Herbold will, yeah. you know, she'll, yeah. is close, but it'll gain, she'll, you know, barely come out of it, basically. Despite Phil Tavel having an amazing <laughs> music video, which yeah. I really do think pushed him. Tammy's looking good. Close, Tammy yeah. Morales is looking really good, yeah. and that's a good win. That's a victory there. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Um... <laughs> That's one. Andrew one? Lewis in the seventh is down, but like again, not votes, really? by much at like all. Like 20 votes. Yeah, like extremely yeah. close. Oh, that's and this so, district, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's this district. Okay, yeah. He's and the Maoist one, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, his cadre is in the hills of Magnolia. Um, <laughs> I, I met some of his gorillas before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, uh, he like down a few votes now, but like expected that, you know, again, the, the just basic common wisdom says that he will come out ahead of Jim Pugil there. Uh, Strauss, Dan Strauss will come out in D6 ahead. Heidi um, Wills. Yeah. Of Heidi, Heidi Wills. Um, so people are looking at adding up the numbers and going, okay, if, again, because these are, even Shama is a long shot, if these results stick, the common wisdom at this point, you know, yeah. that Shama loses to Orion and, and uh, 
Scott to Peterson, you know, people are adding up the votes and trying to say, well, you know what? We've still got a progressive council here because we're going to have Tammy Morales and we're going to have um, what now? I'm well, sorry. Well, yeah, <laughs> what planet are you living on? Uh, what what a, progressive council do we have? What is your again? idea of progressivism? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, again, that's a perspective thing, but it's like, I, I think it also just misses the point. It's like, I think you can't, maybe you can say, okay, with Tammy Morales there and the sometimes reliable uh, Lisa Herbold, again, like that's yeah, but yeah. a real mixed bag. I mean, no, that's the thing. It's like, I. I don't know, like I, I like I like Tammy a lot, but I remember in particular she wasn't fully comfortable being labeled as a socialist, and not that it's like the shibboleth matter, but like I don't, I don't know I I think she'll be a great seat on the council. I I don't think she'll be nearly as courageous as a Shama Sawant. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, hey, like, and you know what? Maybe she'll surprise us. If she was like I would I would I would welcome that. Like I do, I don't want to throw stones at her at all, but it's just like. I, like what, what what we've seen in Shama Salant and what I, I've seen like from talking to and like being around Sean is like uniquely different than just like a left wing like progressive liberal in just in their analysis alone. Like you kind of play the liberal game by like being in the system and you can't have a way out of it. But like I don't know I I like really know a lot of like SA people and like their take on electoralism is not just like the social democratic take like oh you're going to reform your way to revolution or whatever you're going to reform your way to like to socialism. They, they inherently see it as like you have to continually push it. You have to, you have to continually push the system to its limits, and you're kind of it's kind of useless, I think, in the long run, if you don't have some cognizance of that in your electoral campaign. Yeah. 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 Well, what well, I and think you, like, you need to push the system to actually serve the people, and inevitably it's going to hit a breaking point. But you have to keep pushing. Yeah, but I think exactly like, key to that. I you mean, can't negotiate it to like some happy middle place yeah, with the yeah. capital. Well, exactly key to that. You know, I had made a, a point on Twitter when I woke up this morning. And everyone was rage tweeting or whatever. But you know, I was I was just looking at the national results that had happened, and you know, there was these like huge wins in Virginia for socialists, right? And I just was like, hey, maybe people in Seattle should admit their politics are a lot more right wing than they think, <laughs> and that other states aren't like you know hicks or whatever that they think they are. And, you know, I got some guy immediately in my mentions going, uh, look, those people in the South have a long way to go before they catch up with us progressives here. And I was like, well, weird, because in the South, they just elected two socialists. And here, we didn't, you know. Yeah. But beyond that, you know, he kept saying this language of like, you know, they're still trying to catch up with the minimum wage that right. we passed. Yeah. I'm like, who's fucking we, yeah. motherfucker? You just unelected the person who fucking did that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. like, are you te- I mean, because they, they live in this insane vision. They're like oh, those progressives on the council would have definitely gotten around to that had someone not been there. And it's like, no, no that's not what yeah. happened at all. This yeah. is this revisionist history that Democrats constantly create. She scared them brain. shitless. No, yeah. it was great. No, like, like I, remember the, I remember the discussions before that and everyone was just sort of twiddling their thumbs about like $12 an hour. Honestly, like myself yeah. included, I did like seeing Shaman's success as like someone in like their late teens, early 20s was something that really made me want to like look more into socialism and really pushed me further left. So like, I don't know, like, there's things that I agree with her and disagree with her on, but, like, I'll, I'll credit Shama Sawan as, like, a local, like, role model for uh, a socialist, uh, someone in my community that made a difference. Yeah. And I think that's incredibly significant. Well, and the kind of pushing that she did is not the kind of pushing that the people who are going yeah. well, yeah. to be counselors are going to do. Yeah, brought people yeah. into, yeah. like, she didn't get this pass through maneuvering, right? She brought people in to yell at the council yeah, no, until S- they passed. I say people are crazy dedicated. To yell like, at them. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. people hate that, but like that's that's how they get shit done. Like yeah. they're, they're crazy fucking dedicated, and it's like 
I don't know, like being around them, it's like, I, can, I don't know if I can put myself online this much, but it's like, it's inspiring to see. And you need people that are that dedicated to really get shit done sometimes. Yeah. And like she, she embraced building that kind of movement. And yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's why she's so hated. That's why like CL Times opens its coverage today with a slight at her. The salant trailing. Oh yeah. And incumbents keep their seats. Yeah. They, they all, they all want to see her crash and burn. Because yeah. it's like it's like every fucking hick like YouTube commenter hates someone and thinks of her as emblematic of like broken Seattle politics or like pins and needles on the ground, whatever the fuck. Because yeah. she got shit done. Yeah, well, like, I mean, let's bring it back to these races where, mm-hmm. again, we have you know some 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 in some races the better candidate is coming through. The more progressive, the mm-hmm. people who are better on housing are coming through. But without building on Sawant being there without adding to that with Sean Scott, what you have is a council that, I mean, you can, you can split these people different ways. You can look at these seats like one's, you know, pro business progressive. I think, I think it's really hard to know without, to say that any leap forward has been made here because I think at best without like the strong, like momentum of someone with like Shama's record, what makes us think we can do any more than we've done in the last few years here? Like, can can this new council does they do they have any hope of passing a massive progressive tax on business in this town? I'm gonna guess not because it's not what most of them were desperately running on. It's not their model of politics. Are they gonna open the doors and and use their seat to allow people to sleep over on the council floor as a protest action? Probably yeah, not. No, it doesn't seem <laughs> like it because that's not the kind of movement they were trying to build are they going to uh work to build uh you know to are they going to work like hard and come together and form a block that pushes through like um uh public housing rent control fucking uh permanent supportive housing are they going to do that like i don't know i think what it looks like to me is with at least with the current mayor and this kind of split council like nothing happens which again coming back to the perspective here we already live in a capitalist dominated country and world and city so the benefit here of not changing of not moving forward with extremely bold action like progressive taxation on corporations that that is a win for capital for amazon so if nothing gets done, which is my guess, then that that's a win for Amazon. They don't need um well let's so this is the other I think basic narrative that I'm hearing that really confused me today, and that's that Amazon was beaten in Lost, this yeah. because they didn't because they put they dropped a million and a half into the race and they picked the you know, the chamber picked sides mm-hmm. and they didn't all they didn't win them all. Yeah, just the one they really wanted. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, that is the most galaxy-brained fucking take. I mean, I, I, you just wonder what possible drugs you could be on <laughs> to fucking look at this and be like, what a, what a huge victory. Yeah. You know? Like, Amazon came into this with, you know, one goal and then a couple other things that, they, you know, hey, if we can get this too, we'll get it. And that was unseating Swan. It looks yeah. like they might do it, right? And I mean... The big problem, too, about this that is what I think people really need to ram through their heads 
is even if Swant comes through with the like last second win and skates by with the, you know, by the skin of her teeth, even if there's a huge surge that gets Sean Scott in there and he gets by by the skin of his teeth, the lesson is to Amazon, hey, it looks like uh, to win a you know council election, it just needs to be $2 million. Yeah, exactly. You put because, a price point to it. Yeah, because they, they've literally, that's literally what they've done, right? Is they dump this money in. And they, Barely any. Yeah, which is literally not even the money in Jeff Bezos' like shoe. Like, I mean, this is <laughs> like nothing. The, this is nothing. They're fucking stingy. Oh. They wanted to buy this race <laughs> on the as little like to the dollar. All mm-hmm. right, nothing left on the table. They didn't want to spend any more than they had to, and they and they may end up doing exactly that because if what it's looking like is what they will have bought was uh, taking down the two bold left. Mm. Leaders who yeah. were leading with vision in two this socialists, race, the, yeah, two yeah. socialists, and uh, you know, one well, re- rest- reasserted the dominance of capital in the city for the price of a million dollars. Which I guarantee you, Jeff Bezos has accountants who've stolen more than a million dollars from yeah. him, and he hasn't noticed. Like this is nothing. And again, like I said, even if those candidates won, even if they skate by the skin of their teeth. The lesson for Amazon is going to be, oh, we'll just spend a little more next time. Yeah. You know, and it, and I guess this gets us to the sort of impossibility of electoral politics when you have inequality on the level that we have. It, you know, the idea that, you know, elections or democracy can function in a society like this rests on the just astounding belief that the wealthy and the privileged won't use those resources that they've amassed to protect their position, that they yeah. won't utilize them against people who would uh, come to maybe redistribute their ill-gotten goods. And I think what we've seen in this election is like, yeah, of course they're going to do that. And they did. And, you know, it gets hard to imagine, like, how are you going to combat that playing their game? Because, all right, we just got to hit the ground harder next time. Okay, well, they'll just drop twice as much money into it. Literally, we'll hit, easily twice as yeah, much. Yeah, we'll hit the ground harder. Okay, we'll drop $20 million into it. They're still not even feeling it, you yeah. know? And so it's one of those things of, like, this is the impossibility of reform in this system, yeah. right? And, well, I th- and I think that, I, I think on the left, and this is, you know, not to criticize in any way what people did, because I think in this campaign, people did great stuff, but I think we need to have, like, a little bit of post-game analysis here of, you know, what's the value of putting our eggs in the electoral basket and where does working class power actually lie? Absolutely. I th- yeah. And like the, like one of the only things that gives me hope is that like, like let's say like if Shama is unseated, that's uh they're not going to completely like dislodge like that pebble from their shoe. Like mm-hmm. all our people and like people like you and I, people in DSA are still going to fucking be packing out at the city hall. We just won't have the same institutional support. But if anything, like yeah, you have to keep you have to keep that sustained effort. I mean, like, other otherwise, like, what else do you have? Like, that was a that's the main reason why they've like hated Swant so much is because they didn't have this problem before she mm-hmm. was in office. They, they they could have just like nice, civil, like boring meetings where mm-hmm. people like people weren't engaged, just and they're like, oh yeah, I mean, they're vaguely progressive. We live in a progressive city, so I guess they'll vote in my interest, and they want that back because like they all say the same progressive shit, but like. There was no trend of left challengers actually holding them to it in any real way. Yeah. And there were no people that were yelling at them and like yelling specific demands for them to live up to. And they could just sort of like live on the margins, like saying progressive vagaries. And then when I get back to that, yeah, we have to let them not go back to that. Yeah, well, it was like, unavoidable, you know, in the pa- you know, past uh, six years or whatever, just reading the complaints about Shama Sawan from people in city council and city hall that she was dragging them, kicking and screaming, to 
what you know uh, reforms we actually did get, and I just I can't imagine what kind of brain pills you had to take this morning well, to think that those same people now are going to like continue this like picking up this mantle. No, of course not. They're going to go right back to the comfortable lives they are. Although yeah. I will say we have proven on Twitter today the city has one unexhaustible resource, and that's extremely comfortable liberals who just smugly pat themselves on the back as everybody gets thrown out of the fucking city. And, you know, one of the big problems with this election is continuing things as is or things getting worse with regards to housing and gentrification means that having the struggles that we need to have, like you're talking about, Bjorn, is going to get a lot more difficult because a lot more of us are going to get forced out, which was the other response I saw on Twitter, which I found much more sympathetic, which was people asking seriously, am I even going to be able to live in this city anymore? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a serious cycle. question. Well, I think to maybe... To put it in a different way, like I was, so I was getting into this. Back, I was getting going back and forth a bit with our friend Paul Constant on Twitter today, and I can't. What I, I mean, I guess the realization I came to was like, if you that it's really a matter of perspective. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're trying to spin and take take a shot at Amazon because look, they they spent this money and they threw their big weight around and they couldn't get. They couldn't cross all their finish lines. I, I guess there is like a narrow point to be made there. I just, I don't think it's one that speaks to me at all or that, because what I see, I have a, a different perspective. What I saw in this race was what was up for grabs was real like forward momentum. Yeah. Like, like we have this his, like national historic figure of Shama Swant. We've pushed for she and her movement have pushed for reforms in the city. They got 15 now. They've had these fights over the head tax, they, these confrontations with Amazon. There's a narrative that then this election could have gone forward, could have moved in a forward direction, okay, mm -hmm. toward bolder, bigger programs from Shama and Sean and dragging the, yes, relatively more progressive council along. But... uh that's not so that was what was on the table for me so yeah. that just not just amazon not like picking up every win yeah. is not is not a win because the loss here is not is losing this the potential the what i was fucking out there for what i was uh yeah. emotionally invested in this race for i mean that's that that is what we've lost and what is left then is amazon and business exactly where they want to be. Yeah. Well, I think the thing, too, which people are wildly overestimating in, in that kind of, you know, the, this sort of vision that you kind of pointed out is, okay, so, you know, this holds as is. Sawant and Scott both lose, particularly Sawant losing. Uh, what's the message that our progressive city council is going to take out of this? It's going to be, oh, shit, Amazon can fucking unseat you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the message to them is going to be like, we better go... We better back off a lot of this shit that pisses off Jeff Bezos. Or when he will Bezos, come for when us. Amazon yeah. steps up again in another yeah. fight and starts throwing their weight around. Yeah, we better listen. They're gonna go, okay, well, if I become the next Chama Swant, mm -hmm. if I stand up to them, I guess you know, they're going to work extra hard to unseat me. And I barely fucking made it this time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, what's the lesson here other than don't stick your head out? Yeah. Right. You know, don't become a target. And I mean, it is this truly astonishing thing. And I think that, again, for all these like smug, we actually won takes, 
you know, uh, he, it was just, I mean, heartbreaking to see these, you know, people having these like serious conversations about just fuck, you know, this is like my last chance to not get fucking priced out and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, just a, like a personal story as I was leaving the Sean Scott party, uh, my girlfriend was texting me and going like, Hey, can you pick me up like a, a hamburger or something on the way home? And I was like, Oh uh, yeah, cool. Why don't you check the bank account to see what we got in? I have a dollar fifty in my bank account, right? Dude. This is like real Seattle shit, man. Dude. Like, and you know, I was there all last week, man. Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. it's and it's like so many people live I still like this. Paid my fucking mortgage. Yeah, and so many people live like this, and and the thing is, is that you know everybody here is like pretty much on the edge, and celebrating this like some sort of fucking victory is. I, you know, it's just like unfucking fathomable. Like I don't even understand yeah, totally. the fucking planet like this, you must live on. Yeah, I mean, this is what I, I said earlier today, like on Twitter. If this stand, if like the again common wisdom holds here, where this is going to go, the best candidate in the race will have lost to the worst. Yeah, Sean Scott to Alex Peterson. Yeah, to uh, so literally non-appearing. I mean, that's not like fucking unbelievable. Who will be a who will be something, yeah. a nothing in the campaign will be something on the fucking council. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. this is a guy who has worked. He deleted his block. Half his fucking <laughs> life in explore. City Hall. Yeah. He has the institutional connections, the experience. The only thing he ran on uh. was he's the one with the experience. That's what he's got. He can use that to fuck shit up. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's going to do his Amazon best to make sure. Chamber, okay? Yeah, he's going to do his best to make sure the chamber gets everything they want. Like, I mean, those are the guys who actually will be fighting on the council. I don't yeah. know that means be fighting against it, but. Yeah. yeah. And. In District 3, the most important candidate in this race, a literal national historic figure, yeah. mm -hmm. will have lost to a fucking joke, like yeah. a fucking flash mob king and a stack of money. Yeah. And who doesn't even have policy or ideology and where, at where, all behind him? And where is Amazon? Did they suffer those hum that those heinous defeats I just mentioned? No. They don't because they don't need a radical agenda enacted. Their yeah. goal in putting this money in, in buying this election, wasn't to roll their chamber-backed candidates in to enact a bold capitalist agenda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't need to do right. that. That's yeah. where we live. Yeah, yeah. So nothing, the status quo is us getting fucked yeah. by billionaires still. Yeah. So they have, they have lost nothing. Yeah, there is no defeat here. I don't see what the downside is for Amazon here. They're fucking if to the extent that it was really even emotionally on any of their radar at all. If Bezos like read more than one line about it, they're popping champagne right now. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and to think to sit there and gloat that like Bezos spent the smallest amount of money ever and lost like one or two campaigns he didn't care about. Uh, you know, this guy just spent. You know what? Eighty billion dollars on a divorce just so he could fuck his friend's girlfriend. Yeah, like I don't think he cares <laughs> yeah. about that million dollars. Well, you know, I think he's perfectly happy to fucking spend more. It's another perspective. And, and again, question. if you if you don't see that, I mean, I guess I guess you're right. It is a perspective question. It's whether you think the status quo was good or bad. Well, right. If also, you think yeah. it's good, yeah. then I guess yeah. we won. But money. If you think it's this bad, is one then. thing. Like when it, I, this is one thing when you really get into it with people who don't know shit out knocking on doors about taxation. People don't understand the. People cannot fathom the sums of money. Mm -hmm. That are, that are numbers you have to keep in your head if you're gonna understand how our society works. People will talk about this election like it was this record-setting amount of money for a city council race, like, and it mm. was like, right. but that's not the question. You, that's not the relevant number here. The number is 
how much money do these fucking rich people have compared to the rest of us and compared to what they just dropped in this yeah. city council race? And it's fucking nothing. If they haven't been doing it up to now, it's just because people like Shama Swant hadn't been making a fucking fuss up until now, okay? So now they're stepping in with this enormous power that absolutely dwarfs like the sun to the fucking moon mm-hmm. the power that any of the rest of us have. And that's where we're at. That's yeah. they not that has not changed. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing that I saw repeatedly was this suggestion that the big loss for Amazon is that they tip their hand too much and that by getting involved in these elections, especially sort of towards the end, yeah. they they built this coalition of the more progressive members. And now this whole pack thing is on their radar, right? Which, like you said, Brian, is absurd because we saw how every one of them, except for Mosqueda, reacted when the head tax was going to be repealed. Um, and the third of money is far greater than any agenda. And as we also know, they're not, they have no ideology. So, of course, they're just going to fold if somebody well, says they're well, going to they're well, going to throw money at at unseating them. Yeah, but the question is uh are you going to stand up and stick your hat out, you know, yeah. like Sawant used to do right. to oppose pack money or are you going to line up at the trough to get the money? Well, it just it, well, hey, it it just blows my mind that people think they're not little... lining up at the trough to get the money. <laughs> yeah. well, hey, I mean, let's give them a little Jesus more Christ. credit. Give some people the benefit of the doubt here. That's not really even what's at stake. Hmm? Even Sawant in there e- had to fight tooth and fucking nail and mostly got very little done except yeah. passing um uh you know 15 now huge fucking win passing the fucking employee hours tax the first time before it was before capital bothered to get into the race yeah yeah before amazon bothered to like lift their cheek up and fart you mean like, when uh, jeff bezos <laughs> made a phone call to our progressive council and yeah. every one of them folded fucking yeah. faster than over yeah. the weekend yeah. and they all yeah. used their time at the council to just apologize <laughs> they literally wrote a fucking letter of apology cowardly shit they forgot about that shit they wrote an official city letter of apology yeah these are the people that these fucking morons think are gonna like do anything don't even have these people really want to do some good things what if they do really want to stand up in the i'm sorry it's not all nine of them and the mayor and they don't have uh the state legislature behind them Mm -hmm. and the i mean like so i'm sorry like it doesn't matter even sawan was very limited in what yeah she was able to get done so that like even if the even if there are people even if they want to stand up great maybe we'll have some more people who are willing to 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 stand up in the moment and be defeated okay it's hard for me to believe any of them will stand up as loudly as passionately and build a movement in the way that Sawant was able to do mm-hmm. um so i'm but but maybe no, some of them will vote no. the right way sometime but that's yeah, not sometimes that so right what? well that that is to me what i was trying to underscore is a great loss because of course we know we've talked about for as long as the show's been on basically how absurd it is that the council has been painted as Sawant's like plaything when she is yeah. notoriously the only good vote of the whole fucking council on all kinds of important things. And I think as Bjorn mentioned, it's like those it's voting the right way at all is important. Even if you don't move the needle. Uh, and I don't think we'll have anybody that will vote the, the right way when it like really matters. Yeah. Or enough. Or yeah. enough. What yeah. if that, Certainly oh, nobody that you have the confidence of, but yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Fuck it. Like, how a fucking small legislature works. You can fucking yeah. 
Sure. You know, you take turns seats, voting yeah. four yeah. to five, you know? Well, which, by the way, uh, how's that Spog contract going to go now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? like, I mean, yeah, not a single yeah, one of those you know, people voted the right probably way something that. You want, Yeah, something you want to consider. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, I mean. Fucking Andrew Lewis was wishy-washy on it at the fucking... Um, well, after this result, I guarantee you he's not going to be wishy-washy anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it, well, you know, you know who, again, we don't know, but it's not going to be right. enough to. It's not going to be a lot. It's not going to be any slight to Amazon right. or, uh, frankly, yeah. the fucking cops. In the end, I want to touch on another thing you brought up is the I, this idea of the um, backlash against the Amazon right. spending. Yeah, I, w- I was getting ready. If this, if this, if last night had gone well, I was all set to. Uh, unleash a take um, <laughs> denouncing Egan O'Ryan and Alex Peterson at all for um, claiming that they lost because of the a- backlash against which the he tr- he tried to do before the ballots yeah. dropped even. Bro, no, they, they, they've been yeah. saying that they've been yeah. going like, oh man, I, we never asked for this money. We did well. They did on their chamber interview. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, I was ready to be like, oh, if you hear them, you know, to put your fist to your eyes and go. Whoop, <laughs> it's not but, my fault someone dropped a comically large bag of cash at the yeah. doorstep. <laughs> but that's if they had fucking handily lost, okay? That's right. what they would be saying. That's yeah. what they, well, you know, it's really because of Amazon. It was the backlash against all that money. But what's fucking insane is that, and this isn't as popular a take, but it's out there. It's saying like, well, you know, yeah, like you're saying, Amazon has, has crossed a line here and pissed people off. I mean, I was ready to say, no, yes, it's true. Anecdotally, some people were clued in, um, may, that may have put a bad taste in their mouths. Yes, it was a good talking point for the, for the left campaigns, for Sawant and Scott especially, going like, look, Amazon has dropped this money. It's a good talking point among many others. And I'm sure anecdotally it had some effect, but the idea to stand here and say that that effect knowing just how this the reason you you use this money to reach out like i was saying and Mm -hmm. get these people who are just fucking absolutely uninformed and just by osmosis are seeing the fucking ads and the mailers and Mm -hmm. the just voting on name recognition the the idea that that the backlash could could even be understood by any like appreciable number of people or that they're having a more more insane that it would have a larger effect than the intended effect of spending that money, which mm-hmm. was we we've touched on, is well known to have mm-hmm. the the deciding factor in in elections. Just be claiming it now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, this idea that uh, you know corporate PAC money or something like that or spending in elections, you know, doesn't work or it leads to backlash. It's like, I well, then ex- yeah, explain the world <laughs> yeah. of fucking advertising to me. Yeah. Then, <laughs> like, you know, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, the reason why companies spend money is because it works. You know, and. It's just living in fantasy world. Oh, I, watch, the, the, the I think sort of intruding in democracy angle is a little different, but again, yeah. it's a, it is ultimately a nuanced thing yeah. that most people are not going to clue into. It's anecdotal, but it's not like a mass yeah. effect. Yeah, it's, I, w- I want to see like Egan O'Ryan like losing the election, just like uh, like going to be like a Christopher McCandless like <laughs> yeah. fucking, fucking like austere existence because he just like the shock of getting all that Amazon money just affected him so deeply and now he just wants to live a simple life like. yeah well, the other thing that's interesting about that is we yeah we're definitely hearing some people say like well now this new progressive council that will now all be embittered against Amazon right. and will that's form like a block against you know against Amazon. I, yeah. I just it's very Manichaean to me. It's very superhero I'm playing dolls like I no, I I'm I, projecting, you know, my superhero understanding of how right. power in the world works onto this city council. It only race. tracks that only maps to the actual reality in that 
the chamber did endorse seven candidates and they did use the money spent by Amazon. And then there were other, you know, like yeah. there were two, there were, they created effectively the, an Amazon slate by doing that. Right. But that doesn't actually track to like anything beyond that, just mathematical reality. What's interesting though, is people say what the, the first thing they could do, this new, this block <laughs> is try to enact some um, legislation to limit, PAC spending in city elections and I I'm I mean we've we it, it no. went to the Supreme Court like pretty famously <laughs> yeah, Anthony yeah Ken I mean. Kennedy's decision in Citizens United pretty clearly states that all any and all corporate money is protected under free speech no. and cannot be infringed by the government like yeah which, you, you i mean I which is a case law going back to the 70s too i mean like it's gonna be pretty hard to like push that through you know i mean it's not yeah. if, even if you pushed it through somehow yeah. I, I think I, I just i don't i don't i think it's a non-starter i could be wrong maybe i mean i'm not a fucking well do you think it would be a symbolic vote like with the city income tax that was passed that also has notoriously gone to yeah, the courts yeah i mean i think which more, again is just basically political theater well i no. think sure okay maybe i think either yeah if everyone gets together as a block and says let's pass a symbolic thing again yeah, what's that's the no point loss of that? for Amazon. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's literally that's just stupid. jerking yourself off that's, at that point. That's yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a scenario someone could come up with for fun, I guess. It or sounds like it, something that would happen, though. Like a completely oh, non-binding, sure. uh, like censure so, of Amazon. That, that's what. That's the kind so, of like bench players on the Amazon. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not actually here, even like, stupid uh, enough to have thought of that. Um, oh, thank because you. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> because that's, that's there's definitely a reason I don't talk on the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, because the the more like basic likely thing is because this is an obvious like legal non-starter that it that is why it would never get passed or yeah. or anything. And if it did, obviously, like it would not at this point in the current yeah, right. paradigm at the fucking Supreme Court. Like you're either going to need to mend the U.S. Constitution. Uh, and specifically, the First Amendment, <laughs> or uh, get a whole new fucking Supreme Court and overturn this. Possibly, hey, that'd be a great well, way given to overturn the, given it. The, by the way, given that Democrats don't even bother appointing Supreme Court judges anymore, good luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they, I mean, they just leave that if to the that next happens, guy. <laughs> you know, listen, when Joe politeness. Biden is elected president and he packs the court with communists... <laughs> Because uh, they're the only people he remembers since they're all from then, the 50s. Yeah, then the Seattle City Council can pass yeah. a, a, a you know, law that prevents corporate spending in elections, and it can go, the you know, the Amazon and the chamber will sue. It'll go all the way up to the mm -hmm. um, seven, 75 member all communist Supreme <laughs> yeah, Court. Yeah. And it's going to consist of like William Z. Foster, Eugene Debs, <laughs> like <laughs> Big Bill Haywood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the only people that he remembers. This is what like David Horsey thinks the city council under Sawant has been. And, like, yeah. 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 I yeah. wish. It's like, crazy. Yeah, that would rock. I, 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 genu I genuinely wish like she could be like as badass as like the people that hate her on local news are. Yeah. But it's, but it's just like, it's really, really like, okay, no, she, she, she just pisses you off because she has people that like yell about real issues and she passed like a few good things. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, like, you know, in the like grand scheme of things, you know, I mean, the stuff that she passed is certainly all great and everything, but the grand yeah. scheme of things isn't like, 
a huge, you know, it wasn't like a huge attack on capital or whatever. Yet this was the response. So it's like, well, what do you think would happen if you like had an actual huge push, right? Yeah, they won't like let, House yeah. is a human right they, or whatever. They like will, they just wouldn't let it happen, right? You know, that, that's the thing to think like here, like, oh my gosh, Amazon crossed a line by yeah. oh the, the business community they they really boy by blowing this up yeah. like the most expect expensive election spending ever. No one gives a shit. Yeah, you, you your your little wonk brain can like get up in arms about it, but it's like. Most people don't care because it's really they barely did anything. And it's yeah, if you really try if anytime if you the more you try to take their fucking money and power away, the more they're gonna hit back at you. And they haven't even started. They haven't yeah. even fucking started. They don't I mean, this is just this is the least they could have done. They did the absolute least they could have done in a thing that really doesn't matter to them at all. And they did basically just symbolically to just like no. oh that's the one person's annoying well, well and know? a shout out to, to day for having like the only good seattle media take on twitter today yeah uh yeah, um, losing Sawant would be an enormous loss, and that is absolutely a win for Amazon. Yeah, and I mean any, that to think anything else is whatever fucking else. It, that's the it just boils down to that. I mean, yeah. end yeah. of story. Don't don't put away your ledgers. Yeah, like stop trying to divine the, the, yeah. you know, like yeah, make your super friends cast. Like they're gonna fucking kiss, man. St- it, it none of it actually matters. Yeah, no. they they fucking won. Yeah. So I mean, they haven't yet. I, again, yeah, that's I'm right. Still they, there is hopeful. there is a glimmer of hope. We're talking for about sure. this this scenario for you know what uh, this common wisdom scenario here, but yeah. uh, anything can happen again. Even in the Sean Scott race, even in District Four. No, uh, I mean, well, you know. what happens if Van Helsing gets to Alex Peterson <laughs> before he can join the council? <laughs> The only so uh, yeah again the common wisdom is Shawan could squeak it out barely because you know it is the the late she's votes done it break before. that she could done it before the late votes do break left the the thing that could be different I mean if you think about it any scenario and it's one that I was bought had bought into that said that Sean Scott could have won this race at all ever is one that was up against all this fucking money this bold, charismatic leader and a cadre of young, mm-hmm. weird, passionate people got out in the streets and fucking just banged down the fucking doors and blew out a fucking campaign, making headlines, showing up all around town to change the to change that race, to make this a different fucking calculus. So, you know, if that, if that was ever going to happen, maybe this is this is what it would look like. It would be because you got a, a you changed a lot of minds mm-hmm. and it looks, and the numbers look different. And so maybe that's what this race is. Maybe this race fucking changes by 20 points. Uh, Who knows? I don't fucking yeah. know. Probably not. That's an extreme long yeah. shot at this point, but yeah. But then we have to ask the question, what do we do when Amazon spends more next time? Yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, should we, this has been fun, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a ton of fun. Yeah, um, the thing, you know when you the thing about when you when you emotionally like invest in something to try to like maybe bring meaning to your miserable, lonely, shitty life, and that thing falls apart, you're left with your miserable, shitty, lonely life, and so it's sort of a double, it's a double hit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's not been great today. Yeah, I've not I've not had a good day. Yeah. Um 
Well, on that note, we do have one patron to thank. Hell yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, so <laughs> Things do, are looking up. Yeah, we do appreciate you. Heidi, thank you for being a patron. Heidi, Heidi, Heidi I guess huh, it could be any Heidi. Could it, oh, <laughs> Heidi Wills. oh, we know from the Heidi email Wills. it's Heidi Wills. Yeah, yeah we know be, from the yeah. email address. We know what Heidi it is. Yes. And it's Heidi Wills. It's definitely Heidi Wills. Thank you, Heidi. Well, it's only because we supported her campaign from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think all the gate. Patreon money's been going? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's not Amazon money she's working on, guys. That's Seattle Sucks Patreon money. <laughs> Uh, and I did get some breaking news while we were recording. Our good friend uh, Casey, well, friends, I guess I should say, Casey and Nora have just had a baby boy. Oh, and another of our blessed patrons. Their, their baby boy will share a birthday with Greg. That's right. So it's quite, a, quite a miracle. Um, so baby more, we're sorry that most likely Sawant and Scott did not come through and we did not make a better world for you, but... You're in good hands with your folks, and we're doing what we can. So, yeah. Uh, on that note, um, thanks for listening, Bjorn. Thank you so much for being here. Always a pleasure. Um, thank you for working on Sean Scott's campaign and being, you know, cool and real and legit. Keep the faith, as uh, Cornell West would say. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So, I mean, I get. I don't know. I'm not sh- like. I mean, genuinely, like you got to stay organizing. Like I'm. I'm not great at it. I'm pretty spotty about it. But like you got. There's there's always something else there. Like. Um, it's, I mean, yeah, you've, like, there's a lot to be pessimistic about, but, and I, I can't think of a good, like, successful platitude off the top of my head, but, I mean, like, it's not like you're going to stop doing organizing work. It's just, it just fucking sucks. It's, just, it's like a lot of things in life, like. Well, you know, George, yeah. look, I, the campaigns are over, but, you know, yeah. the Tim Iman accelerationist <laughs> party is just getting started. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, in conclusion, this election is like a lot of things in my life. It sucks. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, but the show <laughs> sounds like we got material. So, yep. Yeah, the show go will go on. The end of time, time. When, until we roast and die and fall into the sea. I mean, like, as the... I mean, as people always say, like, at the end of the Bush years, like, when, when Obama's in office, like, are you guys going to run out of material? And it's like, yeah, like, this, this show might have ran out of material if, like, there was one more socialist on the council. <laughs> yeah. And, like... <laughs> there would n- be no yeah. more stupid editorials yeah. to read, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hell yeah. All right, well, thank you again for being here. And, yeah, thanks, thanks for listening for to this. I'm sorry.